Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening, the 11th of September. I'm Sam Menhennett, of course, joined by Liam Cole, Jerry and G, Jason Evans, and, wow, James Worth back with us. What's going on, guys? How are we? Good mate. We've uh, unwrapped him out of the uh, tissue paper for September for a bit of a <laughs> nice oh, surprise. Yeah, I just stopped crying last week. <laughs> <laughs> I started on Friday. <laughs> um, but before we get into the ruse at ruse, the news. Ruse. Jerry, Jerry, oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry on hang on, on. why didn't you what, say that? What, you about that what, so, what is the elephant in the room? Boy, what are you wearing today, mate? Well, as we agreed on the show on Friday in a similar theme, with the Good Friday Super Clash and the recent Super Clash game in the AFLW, I am wearing uh, the 2023... Now, is this the Clash jumper? Uh, yes, indeed. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice on you, Sam. Yep. So, I mean, it's a bit strange, a bit part of the <laughs> Puma family. I mean, out of all jumpers to wear, I'm not complaining too much because I actually don't mind the ruse and... Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it could have been a lot what worse. Well, so, and I mean, I mean, I'm 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 on cloud nine today. So, so oh. anything, nothing Full can faze me. Yeah. Oh. What about your goal kicking skills, mate? Oh. Yeah, yeah no. We we went down to Arden Street yesterday, which was a good precinct to watch the game. Yeah. Never watched the game there. Um, unfortunately, Carlton Curls only got one goal on the board. Uh, but oh, well. a big day out for. Uh, North Melbourne W girls. So we'll talk about later on in the show, but uh, it was a good day out. Yeah, no, lots of fun. Um, you got to improve your goal kicking, though, mate. Yeah, need to. I had a couple of weeks that off was with me. Shocking, Sam. Uh, Come on, mate. In, <laughs> had a bit of an injury crisis, so I've got to get the rehabilitation going and uh, yeah, riding cracking before my for last people, two games for the year. Sam, for the people listening, <laughs> are the people listening aware of this kick? Is this being shared? It's publicly. not been shared. It be. It's going to be on its way, I think. Keep it on the story, Sports Desk scene on Instagram, also on Facebook as I'll, well. I'll have to share me good goal as well because it's uh, only fair. We've got to balance yeah, it out. Yeah. All right. Straight into the news. Not the ruse. Uh, no. And we'll start off with, we'll dig later into the result later and dissect the game, of course. But uh, the AFL crowds at the first week of finals, uh, big weekend in Melbourne. And uh, I know we've had the finals back for... Well, it was the first year back at the MCG last year, but this year has exploded. It really feels like it's back home and big and better than it ever was. Uh, so a massive record-breaking crowd. It's the biggest crowd over the first week of finals since 2018, 289,000. Uh, 92,000 at the MCG on both Thursday and Friday night. 68,000 at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. Uh, for Saints and the Giants, and then thirty six thousand up at the Gabba on Saturday night. So massive, Thank the massive supporters start. for that. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been in hibernation for a long time, so it's good to see him get up and about. Um, good to see so, you awake in September, Sam. Yeah, it's no holiday mode. Is no, it's weird. That's it's it's real. I'm part of the story. And with those <laughs> attendance records, by the way, Sam. Now, do you understand why I was saying if Sydney win, the grandeur of the finals instantly diminishes? Because now we can have a chance to break even more records with Carlton in a semi. Well, we'll, we'll wait till we get there. We'll dissect that later on in the show. Uh, but next to the Rugby World Cup, and Australia started off. The Wallabies started their campaign, defeating Georgia, thirty-five to fifteen. New Zealand. Uh, went down in their game to France, surprisingly, 
27 to 13. I didn't realize our France a big rugby team. France Some of them doesn't really good. Okay. Like they they they're the team. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the different kind of huckers that New Zealand do, but mm. um, France in the 2011 World Cup final were the only team in history to stand up to the All Blacks hucker. So they created this V formation um, when they did it, and then as soon as they started commencing the hucker, they all walked up right to their faces, and they kind of like challenged them. Mm. I mean, they lost, but like <laughs> it's still it's they're still a very formidable opponent. And I think they've got some of the best um, some of the best front men in the world, but. I think it was quite surprising that they won, and I don't. If if you don't follow rugby heavily, and I don't really follow it too no. much, but if you follow it heavily, you'd kind of wouldn't um, be surprised with it. But I think that New Zealand wouldn't be too happy. Couple of also big wins for Italy, Ireland, England, uh, South Africa, Wales over Fiji, uh, Japan, um, and then so the next games, uh, New Zealand will play Nambia on Saturday, the sixteenth of September, France and Uruguay fifteenth. And then Australia's next game uh, is next Monday, Monday the 18th, or might be two two Mondays away against Fiji. So uh, that'll be massive in the rugby contingent. Uh, staying on rugby, the NRL finals uh, had their first week as well. And uh, unfortunately for the Storm, they went down to the Broncos 26 to nil, scoreless. Um, and a massive injury to Ryan Pappenhausen. Who was, has he broken his leg? Is that confirmed? Yeah, he's done his ankle. That's oh, really, ankle. That's it. If oh, I just feel so bad for him, he he's come off the he's come off a fourteenth month recovery program from mm-hmm. his last injury, first first game back, um, and I I think the thing that I enjoyed the most with this whole kind of everyone rallying him around him was that even the league got around him, like mm-hmm. NRL posted on their on their Twitter and all their social accounts, we're with you, Papa. Everyone, like all the clubs were encouraging him and stuff. So it's it's not just a Melbourne Storm thing; it's a league wide thing because he's a Absolute gem for the yeah. league, yeah. Fan favorite, yeah. Uh, the also results, so they've got a double chance. So they'll play next Friday against the Roosters. Uh, the other results: uh, the Roosters beat the Sharks by points. Knights over the Raiders. The Panthers over the Warriors. Uh, so the Panthers and Broncos go straight into a preliminary final. Now, Jerry, tennis mm. breaking records. Yes, we might start with um, the women's on Sunday morning. So Coco Goff, she's my age, the first um, 2004 born player to win a Grand Slam title. So captured her first ever US Open, first ever Grand Slam title. Um, she dedicated her win to her dad, so calling her dad my captain um, and knows when to take a step back for me, according to an interview on The Guardian. Um, she beat Sabalenka, who's going to become the next world number one um, when rankings refresh next week. She lost the first set 6-2, but came back and won 6-3, 6-2. Awesome stuff. I predicted her to win the US Open, um, if we can pull that footage from a few weeks back. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing after she won Cincinnati to do that. And then over to the men's side. So, Novak Djokovic, I'm not a fan of Novak, but he just keeps breaking records, so I should keep my mouth shut. He beat Daniel Medvedev in straight sets. I thought it'd be the opposite in a five-set thriller because Daniel got him a few years back um, in the semis. Um, but Joker took the first set comfortably, 6-3. The second set was quite astounding, though. So Medvedev had about three break points in that um, second set, and he still lost the tiebreak 7-6, 7-5 in that tiebreak. And then he just ran a steam. Djokovic took the third at 6-3, and... It was very emotional. Obviously, 24th Grand Slam, two ahead of Rafa, four ahead of Roger, my idol growing up. 
Um, he's just a step above. He's only 36. I reckon he's still got. He can be close to 30 in the next few years. I don't want to like say too much too soon, but he's just the goat of tennis. He will um, play yep. till he's 40. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The way he's going, it's incredible. Um, and yeah, he was so emotional. Dedicated it to Kobe Bryant, the number 24, because they're really close mates. So yeah. Um, yeah, good on him. Yeah, he's won the most Grand Slams of all time now. 24, equaling with Margaret Court. So yeah. you'd expect him to go past her. So well done. Yeah, massive, massive stuff. Uh, the FIBA World Cup final. Germany defeated Serbia 83-77. to 77. Um, So they actually went pretty quick uh, for the weird, complicated system that they had to get through. Yeah. So how did, Germany overall, like, obviously one of the top favourites, but performed as well. And Serbia probably coming out of nowhere. Or were they a big team, do you think? Uh, yeah, they've got a few players um, playing the NBA, like Bogdanovic um, was a key one in that semi-final that got him over the line against, um, I think, the US. Oh, no, they beat Canada in that semi. And then, obviously, they lost narrowly to Germany. But I talked um, a big game about Germany not possibly going through against the US, but they beat the US by two and then ultimately winning the whole thing. So... Yeah, I do apologise on what I said about Schroeder the other day. He dropped 28 Dennis in the Schroeder final. Dennis Schroeder is unhinged, yeah. mate. He has his off games, but when he's on, he's on. So feel free to chicken me on what I said on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves a chicken. Come on, Joe. Come on, mate. Come um, on, mate. Yeah, so that and last bit with cricket. Yes, so Australia lead 2-0 against South Africa after a comfortable victory by 123 runs in the five-match ODI series. So the Aussies were off to a flyer, scoring at over 10 and over for the first 10 overs via a great start from from David Warner and Travis Head. They were on track to even score the highest ODI score in history, which was 498 by England last year. But um, a few wickets stopped that. They finished off with eight for 392. Manus Labuschagne, highest scorer of 124 off 99 balls. David Warner, I was harsh on him on Friday, but he scored a century, 106 off 93. Travis had 64 off 36 balls. So um, it was an absolute road, the pitch. Very hard for the bowlers. Not a lot of movement, but bit too much width given from the South African bowlers. Then uh, South Africa got bowled out for 269 and with four batsmen getting 40, so not a big score. So Adam Zampa, the pick of the bowlers for four for 48, Sam. Wow. Where was that all year? From <laughs> Zampa. No, from from the Australian uh, batters there with Labuschagne and Warner getting the century. Obviously, ODI different mm. format, but man, it was. Uh, we were harsh on him during the Ashes both pro of coverage. Them actually, yeah. And yes. uh, here we go, just shorten the overs down, and here they are. Yeah. All right. When we <laughs> sorry, <laughs> when we come back, uh, the world of the round ball game. The Socceroos played a friendly against Mexico. We'll talk about that and a few other Euro qualifiers. Uh, the AFLW VFL finals. And, of course, we'll be breaking down what was a magical first weekend of the AFL final series. We'll be back. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Nothing with thieves on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening overcome. And it's time to talk about uh, the round ball game. Of course, we've got AFL finals coming up. Uh, we'll just dissect that later on. 
uh, massive that ahead. Uh, but right now, the Socceroos played a international friendly against Mexico in the US. James. Yeah, they are. Uh, they they went to AT and T Stadium in uh, Houston, Texas. Dallas Cowboys. Dal- Dallas, Dallas, da- Dallas, Dallas, Texas, not Houston, Texas, my bad. Um, yeah, I mean, pff, far out for all Socceroos fans and football fans. This was a absolute treat to watch because Socceroos were up 2-0 at one stage. Wow. Uh, and I was in the car on the way to my last Sunday League game, and I'm like, oh, we're going to win this. <laughs> Famous last words. Yep. Um, oh, James. And then Mexico got given a penalty Yep. Um, and then scored from open play. To give them uh, equaliser, but uh, Harry Sutar's header, which made it one 0 was just absolutely an absolute dream. Um, yep. Beautiful cross from um, I think it was Irvine. I think took the cross in, and then Martin Ball scored the penalty, stepped up and took that one, uh, which was good. So, I mean, it's it, it, it's good character building for the soccerers. I think playing Mexico, playing a team like that with you know um, high caliber players Premier League, in like their team, is. yeah, like, yeah, one hundred percent. It's good, and I think it's promising for uh, for the Asian Cup and for for the World Cup coming up in a couple of years' time. But we also had the Asian, not the Asian, the uh, the Euro qualifiers um, over this international break as well. So, Sammy, I think you need to apologise to all the sports desk faithful for uh, for telling us that there was Premier League last week. Yes, no, sorry, I've, I missed this. In the excitement of the footy finals on Friday, we did a full round preview of the Premier League that was we're it, having a week off. Was it a round table preview, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> That's analysis. Uh, so, yes, no, well, the games are still coming up, but you'll have to wait another weekend, or is it two weeks now? No, next week. Next week, next all week. right, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> so interna- still valid. Still valid. Uh, yeah, so the international break... Uh, Euro qualifiers have taken place. Uh, a few key moments. Uh, Denmark beat Finland 1-0. Um, Montenegro beat Bulgaria 2-1. Ireland lost to Netherlands 2-1. Uh, Lithuania and Serbia played out, and Serbia took the chocolates with 3-1 win. Albania surprised Poland and won 2-0 there. Uh, Greece battered Gibraltar 5-0. Um, I don't think you can expect anything else from that. Uh, Scotland took a 3-0 win over Cyprus. Um, apart from that, there's not too much else that we really... Well, Italy's a, is Italy, a shock. Italy and Malta, that's a yeah. one. I don't really want to talk about that because it's, uh, you know, my... Two of my countries that I uh, that I reside with yeah. played at a one-all draw, but Ooh. Italy aren't going too well as because uh, they drew to uh, North Macedonia last night, which is uh, not too great for them. No, I think there'll be an uproar. The Eiffel Tower, not the Eiffel Tower, the, the, I- the, 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 the Eiffel down. Tower is no, falling oh, down. All right, give me a chicken for that because that's. <laughs> I, I was meant to say God, the, poor, <laughs> the leaning mate. tower of Pisa was coming down. Uh, if you look at the groups very very quickly, Group A: Scotland <laughs> um, and Spain are top. Two in that group, Scotland, are five wins, zero losses. Group B, France is uh, on top with five wins as well. Netherlands into second, equal points with Greece. England uh, on top of Group C with Ukraine in second, Italy third. Turkey on top of Group D with Croatia in second. Group E, Albania first and Czechoslovakia in second. Group F, Belgium and then Austria. Group G, Hungary and Serbia. I'm going to get this through very, very quickly. There's three more groups to go. Slovenia are on top of Group H with Denmark in second. Switzerland in Group I take out the top spot there. Romania in second. Israel in third or one point behind them. And Portugal round out Group J winning that five games to zero with Slovakia in second. And Luxembourg tied in third. And the Germany loss against Japan 4-1 resulted in Hansi Flick, the Germany head coach, getting sacked. Yep. Oh. Now he was the former Bayern Munich 
a manager who won the cha- uh, the Champions League final in 2020 against PSG. So I'm he's a really say, good coach. I'm going to um, say a really bad joke here. Hansi got the flick. Uh, oh, I, I, I just had to. I just had a good to. one. No, no. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, don't you I reckon, thought, Liam? I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, keep going. I no, do no, apologize. No, that was it. So he's been sacked. So pretty harsh for a very good coach. He's only been there a couple of months, hasn't he, mate? It's been a couple of years, but they Ooh. did lose against Colombia and also another team that I can't remember. But yeah, not they haven't been in great form, which is why. Who takes it now? Who, who, who do you reckon? Could be anyone, really. I think it will be a German, obviously. Anyone who's uh, currently <laughs> not in a job, who uh, is current, who's uh, used be, to used to coach a uh, a Premier League club, could be Tom, Thomas Tuchel, but he's coaching. Bayern Munich right now. So whether they do a swap, reckon, I'm not sure. I, I You've heard it first from the sports desk. <laughs> sports desk exclusive because <laughs> us and our, uh, you know, international contacts. Oh. Well, you know, the Euros are coming up in Germany next year and I think it's Hansi got the flick because uh, mm. they don't want to be losing games in their home tournament. Exactly. Like, can you imagine that? Like, it's, it's the biggest tournament leading up to it. I think it's mid-July, October 1st, only a couple months later. Like, it's going to be a massive couple of months for the country. The last thing you want is for Germany to go out in the group stages yeah. of your tournament. Yeah. All right, it's time to get into some footy. And the VFL finals will start off with, uh, so it's been announced today, the prelim finals uh, coming up next weekend. Um, and they will, of course, be... It just disappeared off my screen. Oh, here it is. Uh, it'll be Werribee, of course, hosting the Brisbane Lions at Avalon Airport Oval on Saturday at 12pm. And the Gold Coast Suns will be hosting uh, the Box Hill Hawks Saturday the 16th of September at 3pm at Heritage Bank Stadium. Um, interesting. So two sides representing Vic and two sides representing Queensland again, which I'm pretty sure nah, ran it out in the finals last year the same way with uh, Southport. Yep. Uh, but the results from the two semi-finals. So obviously Brisbane Lions got up against Williamstown, twelve sixteen eighty eight to seven six forty eight. Um, Williamstown going down. Um, interesting. It's it's surprisingly I think uh, Brisbane um, out of all the teams because normally a lot of the sides that are playing AFL and um, VFL finals consecutively usually bow out before the teams that uh, have got all their players rested that they can um, go through. So they're bucking the trend with that. Well, it's going to be a little bit weird seeing Brisbane and Gold Coast most likely play in the VFL grand final. It's uh, it's a little weird, but, you know, Brisbane, they're probably the fra- uh, the favourites. They've got great depth. They've got Daniel Rich playing in the VFL, Cockatoo, Jared Lyons, Reese Matheson, they're they're a very good team. Yep. So unfortunately, the Seagulls bow out, um, and the second semi-final uh, was, of course, the Box Hill Hawks and the Footscray Bulldogs, um, and it was fourteen eleven ninety five. The Box Hill Hawks over Footscray ten fifteen seventy five. Interesting. I still wouldn't count out Hawthorne for VFL because they've got a few young guns in the forward line. So Kajitsky, also Fergus Green from the Doggies. Um, Fergus, so they're, yes, they're super dangerous. Fergus. Um, so watch out for them. 
It'll be exciting to preliminary finals. Um, and the AFLW is in its uh, had its second round. Great crowds again. Um, I and mean, massive studio ramifications. Yes, clearly showing. As we mentioned earlier, uh, due to the the Blues going down to the North Melbourne Girls, I've donned the kangaroo jumper, <laughs> which is not a bad addition. I like this one with the rule on the front. It's it's a good addition, but a uh, couple of the results: uh, Adelaide defeated Richmond by twenty nine points. Uh, Gold Coast got over the Eagles by seventy three. Man, uh, Brisbane Lions defeated Port Adelaide by fifty points. Geelong won by twenty seven over Sydney. Uh, haven't they had a start? Uh, Hawthorne defeated the Dogs by seven points. Collingwood over Fremantle by 21. North Melbourne uh, over the Blues by 60. Essendon uh, over the Saints by 12. Get on our level. (laughs) Melbourne over the Giants uh, by 77. And then look at the ladder now. Uh, North Melbourne sit on top with a massive percentage. That's right. 500%. (laughs) Wow. Well, Jerry, how long does that winning streak go for, do you think? Oh, well, it's going to be tough in Geelong because Geelong are also unbeaten this Friday, but we've been them many times before there, so I'm backing our girls. So Melbourne in second, uh, Adelaide in third, and as you mentioned, then Geelong in fourth, who they look pretty good as well. Um, Essendon just behind them, all on eight points, and then behind them is Gold Coast, Brisbane Lions, Hawthorne, um, and that is the top eight. Who were some standouts from across the weekend? Yeah, well, going back to that North game because we watched it so heavily, Jazz Garner is incredible. So 36 touches, 8 clearances, 10 inside 50s and a goal. Riddell also had 36. Um, Talia Randall, big key forward, 4 goals, 15 touches, beautiful. And obviously my former high school teacher, Emma Carney, shout, shout out. out to her. Might, might sneak peek um, later on anyway. Um, 19 touches, 6 intercept possessions and 4 marks across halfback. So, yeah, it was just an all-round good game from the girls. Yeah, I was really impressed with Charlie Rowbottom, sister of Sydney midfielder James Rowbottom. See, that's very cool. Yeah, had a great game, 33 disposals, 10 tackles, so really plays like him. Yep, awesome. I th- is that the first combination we've seen of a, a, a live AFL oh, We've men's had um, and... Hannah Bowie from North Melbourne and also um, mm. the Melbourne one. Is it James? I don't know. <laughs> Because it's Jake Bowie. Jake Bowie. Yeah. Jake Especially Bowie. if it's noticeably, you can see the, the yeah. game style being yeah. similar. Very That's light. very cool. Yeah. All right. Can, when... I, can I can I plug one player very, very quickly? Who yeah, I, go who ahead. I like? I'm being biased here, but Maddie Presbarkas for the Dons <laughs> is just bloody brilliant. Like, she's awesome. Who did she come from? Yeah, she came from the Blues, yeah. but like, <laughs> we don't talk about that because she's, no. a, she's an Essendon girl and there's a, there are photos of her um, growing at, up as, an growing up as yeah. a Don's fan. I love that. Uh, 29 Thompson. touches on the weekend, um, 16 kicks, 13 handballs, um, <clears throat> spent almost the whole t- the whole time on um, on the field. And out of those 29, I suppose, she gained 338 metres, which is very, very solid um, in the AFLW, but... Up the uh, up the press. St Kilda okay. zero and two right now. So, oh, oh, man. Man. <laughs> this is very quickly turned into Liam Cop. That. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, I tell you Stay what, tuned. it's it's about to get more brutal oh. as we break down the first week of AFL finals. What a spectacular weekend it was, and can't wait to bring it all to you next on the sports desk on Sim. And two have been eliminated. Only four remain of the top eight final series. What a massive first weekend. As we mentioned off the top, uh, breaking crowd records. 
And we mentioned on Friday about Collingwood and Melbourne, um, but, well, I guess we'll start off... To summarise that in a sentence, Magpies performed an exorcism on Thursday night. If no, you hear the breakdown, I wouldn't say on that. I think it was an evenly matched contest. I wouldn't say exorcism. I think that's a bit over the top. Also, correction, it's final six. Final six? It is final six. Oh, apologies. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> this is a great tune. Like yes, it. nothing but thieves, so giving them a run. Uh, so, yes, Collingwood by seven points, nine, six, sixty, seven, eleven, fifty-three. I think an exorcism, you've got to be over 30-point wins. Over, over 60. 30 points. Over yes. 60. I think you're jumping the gun a I bit there. I think he's there. just trying to create some emphasis on the yes. show. Yes. But Friday night... Whoa, 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 what is going on there, mate? Anyway, while, while Sam's trying to fix up the, uh, the, old, uh, the old computer... Botchamania! I feel, I feel like uh, Sam deserves a bit of limelight here because uh, he's, been, he's been in a lot of pain. Over yeah. the past couple of years, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of years, I'm one of the uh, people who's caused him a lot of Same pain. Here. I do, I, I do apologise. Okay, so okay. If that, that, that is my formal apology on the sports desk. But Sam, just you know, I'm, I'm going to leave the mic. Just take it away. Okay, where we left off on Friday it was a very nervous show, um, a massive a first final of ten years for Carlton. I didn't even know we were going to get there. was such a painful way that I left last season. And you might have seen on the Sports Desk Facebook page, we played it on the show. There was a bit of a montage uh, from all the way through this season because it has been a roller coaster. So if you haven't watched that, check it out on the Sports Desk Facebook page. Uh, But, yes, Carlton by six points over the Sydney Swans in elimination final. Uh, first finals win since 2013, 11-8-74, 9-14-68. Wow, what a record crowd at the MCG too. Never been in such a big one-sided crowd too. It was loud. It was so loud. Um, and it was tight towards the end. Very, very nervous, heart-stopping game. Uh, but the Blues held on in, wow, for, for not many finals experience. They look primed and ready to go. From the first goal, it looked it felt like their night, especially kicking the first couple and then uh, eventually being able to hold it down. The Swans ended up coming. I didn't think they would in the second half, but then the, the pressure really ramped up, and uh, I want to hear you explain how you were going through those final two minutes, Sam. <laughs> yeah, well, how, how are you after the, how, after the kick that goal? <laughs> yeah, heart-wrenching. I, I honestly thought they might be able to... When they kicked that one, um, and throughout the game... There was some goals that Sydney just managed to get out of the middle and uh, they actually managed to nullify our kind of the Blues' clearance, which the clearances that we'd been so dominant. Um, And then we lost a few players due to injury, um, but just managed to hold on. My heart felt like it was going to beat out of its chest, honestly. (laughs) Um, And I had great seats in the pocket there, so it was amazing atmosphere to be a part of. And I'd... I almost, I, I did tear up during the song. Um, <laughs> and I, the moment for me though, that the start, when, you, when they were lining up like that for the national anthem and the roar and the siren after that, it's one of the best noises in football. And honestly, I got shivers down my spine hearing that uh, after so long. So a big game. So we'll start off with some of the stats here. And uh, what a big game for Matty Cottrell. Especially the first half there. Two goals for him. Um, they say it's a lot about your bottom six rather than your top six in finals because you just want players that will step up. And he, wow, definitely one of them. So 17 disposals for him, two goals, one. Uh, just super fast. So 
Wow. And then for Sydney's credit, Errol Goulden, two goals, one, 23 disposals. He's a superstar. He's so ridiculous. Um, he is going to be super in the next couple of years. Two goals for Jack Martin. Um, he will probably miss uh, the next couple of games, unfortunately, but he was super in the game as well. Two goals for him. And then a massive defensive effort in the last quarter, throwing him back. Luke McDonald, two. Parker as well, two. Um, and then disposals-wise, Walshy, 28. Lloyd for Sydney, 27. Blake Akers, one goal, one, 26. George Hewitt, 25. Adam Chera, 24. So wow. Also give credit to Chera there with seven tackles and Fogarty with eight. It was a team pressure game yep. Carlton were playing. Yep. And Liam and Jerry, uh, I want to give big kudos to uh, McLean of the Swans. 17 disposals, 12 marks. He was probably best on ground for the Swans, in my view, in terms of the one percenters, I would say, the little wins. He was very good, and that's why they've... Tried to sign him on a four-year deal, which he's signed. So, mm. right on to him. He's been really good this second half of the year. That's for sure. Jerry? It was good. And it felt like Gordon had 40, even though he had 23. Like, Certainly. Gordon, yeah, it would have been trouble. And just quickly, the Swans were never in front in the whole game, even though it felt like they were in front at some stages. And Carlton had plus three tackles inside 50. So, just reiterating that forward pressure they were putting on. So... I, I, I was a bit unsure with the team that was announced, but thankfully the weather held out. It was like a dry game for most part. It, there was a little drizzle at half time, but for the most part, that worked. I feel like you need that though, like just a little bit of dew on the ground, just a bit of, just, <laughs> just to make it competitive, don't yeah. you reckon? Yes, no, definitely. It's just like yeah. when they water football pitches at like half time, just to keep it nice and <laughs> nice and wet fresh. and you know, <laughs> fresh. Just fresh, moist. Had the game gone wet, would that have suited Sydney more? Probably not. They're more of a marking team. Yeah, team yeah. Well. fair point. But it was really a game of fingertips. So Blake Akers, he saved two goals. Yep. Yeah. Just if that second one went through, I reckon the You're Swans going overtime. I reckon the Swans oh. would have won that. Did you see Michael Wilson's photo yes, on Twitter? Yes, he that? cleared that up. That was so insane. Like, he's always in the right yep. positions. I don't yep. know how he so does he's, it. So he's got a little camera that's like timed and he's got a remote on it that clicks. Yeah, so like right. when, there's a, when there's a ball down in the forward 50. Yeah. He can tap the remote as many times as he wants, and it takes photos. So I think he was at the opposite side of the ground yes. when it happened, and he's just always because on there was a shutter um, image of that whole play, yeah. and it was literally the exact same stop motion of it. It's in, it's incredible. Yep. Sid- um, yeah, yeah. A lot of motorsport photographers also do that too. They capture, they get about thousands of photos, and they all it's very much like a stop motion picture. Yep. Yeah, Sydney t- minus twenty six in contested possessions. They really need to address that in the off season. I think Brody Grundy, if they get him, that will really help. But um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Blues roll on, and uh, I think uh, the finals experience question just thrown out because they look ready. And when Cripper kick, kicked that goal, wow, the crowd erupted. That was special. It was really special. It it did look like they were trying to hang on that last quarter, though. Mm. Yes, uh, d- d- did let them in the game. Um, it was a bit of nerves as well, though. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um that's but. where the experience factor in Sydney came along. I guess again, so, I was yeah. very surprised that they were able to get it that close because I thought Carlton would be doing it quite comfortably and they played pretty comfortably when the game was in their hands. Yep. So the Blues roll on to a semi-final against Melbourne next Friday night. And, uh, wow, if we... <laughs> Dare I say they have a good shot. turn up the town. I, it was amazing leaving the ground. The amount of cars I've seen blasting the Blues song... Scarves out the window, dudes hanging out of cars. It was hilarious. It was just scenes I have never seen before. Did you guys see Juddy trying to walk out of the ground? No. With his his wife and his son? They were just getting absolutely harassed. (laughs) Juddy, Juddy, chicken wing, chicken wing, pressure point, pressure point. It was insane. (laughs) So, yes, uh, 
Friday night, 7.50, Melbourne Carlton. Can't wait to preview that on Friday's show. I'm going to be another <laughs> nervous wreck. Uh, but we move on to Saturday afternoon. Unfortunately, Liam, not as positive for you in the room. 11-11-77, uh, the Saints went down to the Giants, 15-11-101. Yeah, I mean, the Giants were just way too good. They simply have way more talent than St Kilda, and they did what they had to do, smashed the, the Saints in the midfield. Josh Kelly was amazing, had two goals and 19 disposals at half time. When Hager went, him, went, into, um, went on him, I should say, second half, but... You know, Ross Lyons sort of sat on his hands a little bit, I felt. Tom Green, very good, 35 disposals. But, yeah, too many passengers for St Kilda. Got guys like Hunter Clark, Gresham, Crouch, Higgins, too many passengers. So that's disappointing. Credit where it's due, Max King, two goals, one. Uh, Sharman, two goals, one. And Bradley Hill, 29 disposals, two goals, one. They was they were probably one of the keystones there, Liam. Yeah, Brad, Brad Hill was very good. Um, yeah, but too, not many. Caminiti yeah. would be another passenger. He yeah, really he got subbed out half time, thankfully. But um, mm. even Filippo, three touches at half time, just that's worms. That's stage Probably not ready. Uh, yeah, I think Ross Lyon said he didn't didn't even expect to make finals. So yeah. uh, I mean, it's probably a positive from where they were coming from, especially even pre season. William, everyone's predictions was low for them. Have you got faith in Ross Ball? I'm not sure. I think a lot of people are saying sacking rats was a right decision, but I think only time will tell. I don't think yep. a year will no, tell. No, it's if a year's it too short. Keep the faith. Yep. Uh, on the other hand, J- Riccardi for GWS kicked three goals, two. Bernard's um, boy. boy. Bedford, who actually got in really late, two goals, two. So. Uh, good for them. They look quick. They look sharp. Um, it's going to be interesting. They face uh, Port Adelaide in this second semi-final. Here's a big call. I'm going to make it. All right, quote me. Mm-hmm. Giants are making the prelim. Giants, are, right. make, giant, Giants are making the prelim. I think that's worth it. <laughs> they, 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 are, they are making the prelim. Like, they are way too good. Like, the Port Power just dropped off in that third quarter, which mm. we'll touch on. So, I feel like it's a valid call. They, uh, oh, Port just looked rubbish. I just didn't think they had anything in them. We'll get to them. So St Kilda and Sydney eliminated, and we move to the next qualifying final on Saturday night at a Gabba, which can I just stop for a second? One moment during the game that stood out to me, which was incredible, incredible, and it just shows the atmosphere up there. They say, <laughs> sometimes they say the Queensland fans, footy fans, are a bit strange and not that good footy fans. Aye. But when they Country sung Road. the song, yes, Charlie Cameron's song, Country Road, they decided to keep going loud. It's loud as like a soccer crowd. and yeah. That's what um, it felt like. Yep. And so by the time they finished the chorus, he picked up the ball again and he kicked another, another goal. Yeah. And that was what kind of started their uh, second half surge in the uh, for the Brisbane Lions. They ended up taking it. Was it forty eight points? It was. Yes. Yeah, so nineteen nine, one hundred and twenty three, eleven nine, seventy five. It was a tussle for a lot of it, but then, wow, the Lions put the foot down in the second last game they'll ever play at the Gabba before they knock it down. It's going to be interesting. I think that one one other thing I, I found very funny that um, we actually found out that. At the start of the season, Brisbane asked every one of their players what their favourite song was, and that's their goal celebration song. So Joe Danaher's yeah. goal celebration song is Let It Go from Frozen. Yes. And yeah. I just found that so hilarious. each player has their yeah. own song. He kicked, he kicked five or four, and he, all you just heard was just let yeah. it go through the speakers. And I'm just like, can you imagine what's gone through his head? He's just trying to like take it seriously here. In finals at the Gabba, and all you hear is just let it go. Like, what's going through your head? 
it. <laughs> uh, Stats-wise for Port, uh, leading the way, disposal, Zach Butters, 29. Connor Rosie, one goal uh, with 28. Dan Houston, 27. Uh, Brisbane-wise, Hugh McCluggage, a goal and 26. On another level, McCluggage was. Um, Butters, 29. Rosie, 28, as you said there. Rosie's goal actually put them in front briefly in the second quarter, and it was a long one from them. Okay, here we go. We've got a contest. I was sitting here on Friday excited for this game. Uh, Pal Pepper, however, two goals too, and he didn't have as much of an X factor as he normally would in the big games, Jerry. Mm. Uh, also, Cam Rayner, 3-1. Jasper Fletcher, 3-1. Charlie Cameron, 2-1. Kicked him in a minute. That ignited Credit to also Harris Andrews with six marks in defence and Kidian Coleman with 17 disposals. He's one of my favourite halfbacks. 477 metres gain, Liam. Very good. And I felt like Hugh McCluggage had his best game of his career. He got one goal, 26 disposals, 12 score involvements, 12 contested possessions, nine clearances. Looked a class above, even when Lockie Neal was getting tagged by Drew. And, yeah, just love watching Cam Rayner as well. He's really made for finals. Sweet tries, Caroline's his song as well. Yeah, he scores oh, yeah. that a few tries times. to break every tackle. Yeah, right. so, um, if there is a positive to take away for Port, by the way, Sam, Ollie Lord, four goals, one. He was probably one of the very few bright spots for Port. And also yeah, just a bad run of luck. They made a tactical substitution, and then within 90 seconds, they lose two players to injury. So that's just a bad yeah. run of luck. And uh, mm. you obviously, when you make a tactical sub, you are considering that, and you're hoping that you can't. It's kind of make the decision and hope nothing bad happens. It just happened to go that wrong. But uh, home semi-final, surely it's a contest. I don't think Jimmy's call of GWS making the prelim is that... Uh, that outrageous, but I think we will be uh, having a contest at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, so, yeah, and, and Danaher, as we mentioned throughout the year on the show, he's been a barometer for Brisbane, so if, if he's going to do that for the next couple of weeks, mm. I think the G is waiting for him. And just quickly for team um, efforts from Brisbane, so they had plus 16 inside 50, 64 to 48, which is a big deal because they were getting it in a bit high disposal efficiency as well, and they also had plus 20 in uncontested possessions. So that just shows they're one of the highest scoring teams through turnover, and to have a ball on the outside just damaged Port in that third quarter, I saw. So the games we'll be previewing on Friday, of course, the Friday, Melbourne and Carlton from the MCG Saturday, Port Adelaide, GWS Giants. And then the following week, Collingwood and Brisbane Lions waiting in a prelim final, respectively. So the winner of uh, GWS and Port will play Collingwood and the winner of Melbourne and Carlton will play Brisbane up at their game, so Gabba and Adelaide Oval. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Jerry, some injuries and some tribunal concerns from the weekend. Yeah, we might start with Angus Brayshaw. So, like, obviously he's had previous concussion issues um, dating back six years ago, but he might possibly have played his last game. According to Max Gorn um, on news.com.au, he said that Brayshaw's in a very bad way still after Friday's match, um, so... Yeah, thoughts go out to him and his family. Um, Mackay will be out for, obviously, the 12-day protocol against Melbourne with concussion. Yep. Newman, we're still waiting to find out news on him. Um, he had a, I think, head knock as well. Nick Newman. Nick Newman. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. And um, my heart goes out to Harry Mackay, too. Like yeah, I was going to be point. very incensed if Carlton couldn't win that after a couple of his mm. bad losses, but that hit just just broke your heart, even as a neutral watching that. Um, a few others. So Mackenzie and Williams, just an ankle and hamstring Potential just little strains to watch out for. They should be right for GWS. And with suspensions, Maynard is waiting for an MRL, MRO um, tomorrow to wait his tribunal situation on his hit on Brayshaw. Jack Martin has appealed his two-game ban for his hit. Um, 
he's off the ball hit, so he might um get it down to one week um TBC on that. And Van Ruin accepts a one game ban on his hit as well. So yeah, a few outs there for both teams. Mm. Makes things very, very interesting um over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we don't want to see injuries from finals. We want all the teams to have or their best players out there. Or suspensions, that, that's too, because, yeah, they're probably a greater toll uh, in the finals. So a massive show on Friday ahead. Semi-finals this week in prelim, the weekend after, and then a big grand final week, which we are finalising uh, some details, but a grand final show where you'll be able to come and watch us live for the grand final show and then hear it on the Friday um, so that'll be massive when that happens. All right, we'll get to a break and then we'll come back with our Minute Mondays quiz and some the NFL's kicked off in America, so we'll briefly touch on that. That's all ahead on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening on Sin. Fallout Boy, this is not a scene. Uh, it's an arms race. If you remember, we've been playing, dripping in uh, some classic songs used in early noughties footage coverage that are just nostalgic because it is a good time of year. That's what we are, in 2000s September. kids here. Um, well, I'm the 90s. I'm a 90s kid. I'm a 90s, 90s kid. Oh, I'm a 2000s kid. But you yeah. mostly grew up in the 2000s, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. no, it's very true. Yeah, it's true. All right, it's time for our Monday quiz. And now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the sports desk. Minute Mondays. Jimmy pops at this every single time, doesn't he? I've got Liam's score keeping because his score hasn't really been up to scratch recently. <laughs> oh, oh, really? He's been dropped rough. like mine, He's kind of been dropped. Sam broke the undefeated streak last week, and I actually, you know what I mean? Great in a controversial fashion, by the way, because my phone blew up after the quiz. Uh, right. he, what, the question was: Port Adelaide and West Coast. Elimination final, uh, qualifying final, sorry, 2007, uh, was Ben Cousins' last game as a as an Eagle. Yes. The correct answer was true, which Sam said, but he got the game wrong. He thought it was 2017's overtime, <laughs> which was technically true, so I fact-checked that to say, and I fact-checked that to say the correct answer would have been Collingwood and West Coast is went into overtime that final series. That was also correct too. Hopefully that clears it up. We were all in. We were thinking about three different games at once. Wait, wait which everyone's West Coast? Collingwood the West Coast was Port and West Coast in 2017. Oh, I was, was asking for one? 2007, oh, yeah. which was Collingwood and West Coast. And uh, because we jumbled that up at the time, we were all correct, all thinking of three different so games. Are you the stats man or is Jerry the stats man? Which oh, we are just discussing which, in the studio, which, but which this will be a massive point on our grand final show, so stay tuned True. for that because oh, yeah, we'll you may remember this, Jerry, which we are discovering. Yeah. The current standings, <laughs> by the way, are overall quizzes. Sam has nine points, Jerry has 17, Liam has two, and Jimmy, with his five points in the reverse chronological Let's quiz, go. got five points. He was sitting on zero before that. Okay, uh-huh. this quiz is themed. It's called The Easiest Quiz the Sports Desk Team Will Ever Do. Sure. Test right. your buzzers. Right. Sam. James. Jerry. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and play along at home, instagram.com forward slash sports desks in. Your time starts now. Since 2002, Carlton have made finals three times. Jerry. How many? Jerry. Oh, uh, 2010, How many times did they make the second week three? The James. 2023 oh. Coleman medalist is James. Charlie Kerner. Correct. What, what was James? the last club to be con- coached by Dennis Pagan? James. 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 North Melbourne. Carlton. Brett Ratton has coached three clubs. Sam. Since, Sam. Uh, he's coach Carlton. Correct. Kilda. Chris Judd served as captain of two clubs. Which team? Sam. Is long- Sam. West Coast and Carlton. Carlton. How many Carlton wins in a row claimed their top eight Jerry. spot? Sam. Jerry got that. Eleven. Nine. What year was Carlton's last grand Sam. final? Sam. 
1999. Correct. Which club did Carlton defeat for their first win of the year? Sam. Sam. Mm. Uh, it was oh, round two, uh, Geelong. Correct. 16 premierships is the record held by Jerry two clubs. Carlton Essendon. Who oh. reached the milestone first? Jerry. Carlton. Who oh. was Carlton's captain in their 2013 Sam. finals camp? Sam. Uh, oh, captain, Captain Judd. Mark Murphy. Oh, no. Port Adelaide's 13-game winning streak was ended by who? After the Jerry. siren. Jerry. Carlton. How is that the easiest sports test quiz ever? That was so ever? hard, mate. I, I don't even know if I got one. That is so difficult. I, sh- I should have known more, but quizzes are under pressure. And what? Mondays, it's recoveries for me. Did Monday. you work out that this was a Carlton quiz? Yes. Yep, yeah, I that's, guess that. oh, that's probably why I didn't get it right. <laughs> uh, also, the, the answer I was looking for was uh, Brett, uh, Chris Judd served as captain of two clubs, which tenure was the longest. Carlton was the correct answer. And uh, uh, what else did we get wrong? Brett Ratton has coached three clubs in some capacity, which was his first. So with the fact that the answer mm. was Carlton was correct as well. There you go. <laughs> that list is with the sponsor. Mark Murphy was the captain during the 2013 finals campaign. If you're interested, Sam. Yep. Shout out to Murphy. He's got a great uh, podcast with Carlton at the moment where he's interviewing players. It's now, Liam, good. I hand the mic to you. Score check. So the scores is Sam 3, James 1, and Jerry Donuts. Oh. <laughs> the Carlton up. quiz paid off, Sam. Well All done. Right. All right. All right. Uh, I reckon I'm out and Liam's back in next week. Well, it depends. Uh, Jimmy, you going to come back next week for some more revenge? Of course. Well, there you go. That the sports desk. We'll be back on Monday, 5 p.m. Big second week of finals preview. I've been Sam and Hennett, joined, of course, by Liam Cole, Jerry and Jason Evans and James Worth. We'll see you Friday.